Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. To the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join in the discussion, email us at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org. Now, here's your host, Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and today we'll be looking at some insights and time-tested practices from the ancient system of Kriya Yoga, the philosophy and practice for spiritually conscious, fulfilled living in our world today. Yoga is a Sanskrit word that most everybody's familiar with, but not everyone is aware that yoga is this ancient science, that yoga, the word means oneness, and it refers to bringing our attention and our awareness to consciously abide in our essential spiritual nature, to be restored to our original wholeness. And this allows us, of course, to live authentically. It is knowing our true spiritual nature and then living in harmony with it. And this is right in alignment with our topic today, uh, Redefining Moments. And we're going to be drawing from a new book um, by our guest, Dr. Dennis Merritt-Jones. His new book is Your Redefining Moments, Becoming Who You Were Born to Be. Um, Dennis Merritt-Jones has been involved in the human potential movement and the field of spirituality for the majority of his life as a teacher, author, and keynote speaker. His previous award-winning books include The Art of Uncertainty, How to Live in the Mystery of Life and Love It, and The Art of Being, 101 Ways to Practice Purpose in Your Life. He is a regular columnist for the Huffington Post and for Science of Mind magazine. He's also a member of the Leadership Council for the Association of Global New Thought. And as I mentioned, we're going to be drawing from his latest book, Your Redefining Moments, Becoming Who You Were Born to Be. His website is Dennis, D-E-N-N-I-S, Merritt, M-E-R-R-I-T-T, Jones.com. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, Dennis. It's so nice to reconnect with you today. And back to you, my friend. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Before we... um, Talk about redefining our moments. Why don't we start with what it takes to redefine the moment, which is to come into it fully and consciously. So let's do that with a moment of meditation. Beautiful. This moment like every moment, is filled with the potential for realization to become aware of our true self at the core of our being, one reality called by many names that is the 
source. It is the support and the substance of all that is. And we are all connected to that. The self of me, the self of you, the self of everyone. One divine self. One life, one power, one presence. And this is the deepest reality of all that is. And we can connect with that infinite divine reality in any moment that we intend to by simply drawing our attention to it, consciously becoming aware. And we can use our breath to do that. That's the simplest tool that we have, really. Just to breathe in and then intend to be awake and aware in this moment, not caught up in thought activity, in dreaming, being distracted. So let's breathe in and connect to the deeper truth within us. And breathe out and just relax and let go. When we move our attention consciously like that, and in any moment, moving our attention from the periphery of our awareness, from being involved in thought activity, to just dropping down into the core of our being, we then become a conscious witness to our thoughts and our feelings. We can observe them arising and passing like clouds in the sky. And we can know that we are grounded in the unmoving, unchanging, birthless, deathless, essential being that we are. And when we do that, it's a powerful moment. It's a moment of peace, a moment of clarity. And so, let's invite that peace and that clarity to pervade our minds, to fill the mental field to clarify our emotional nature so that we're balanced, to fill the body, that we feel the vitality of life streaming through the body in this moment. Let's inwardly agree to consciously remain aware of our true self as we engage in this conversation And as we engage in the activity of our day ahead. Today we're going to be talking about becoming, really becoming our authentic self, allowing that to express, and some of the challenges that we encounter with that. Lahiri Mahashaya, who is known as the father of Kriya Yoga, said, each person is responsible for his or her inner life, which is the creation of one's thoughts, desires, feelings, and ideals. Lahiri recognized that we all have a choice, we really do, about what we're going to think and how we're going to relate to our feelings, as well as what goals we pursue. Similarly, in any moment, we do have a choice about how we define ourselves, and in fact, we're doing that all the time. So, we're going to be looking at what that means to define ourselves. And in Dennis's book, he he comes back to that again and again and the importance of that in terms of living a fully conscious life. In the Kriya Yoga tradition, the self, um, with capital S, um, the higher true self, is considered to be an individualized unit of supreme consciousness. In other words, our authentic self is our soul nature a unique, particularized expression of God or the infinite divine reality. So, Dennis, um, let's just start right at the heart of it. And so, you know, how do you view the self and why is that such an important starting place for um, defining our lives and redefining the moments in our life? 
Well, very, very much as you've already described itself is how I view it as well. I think of the self, capital S, as the original self. You know, in the beginning there was only the one, and there still is only the one. <laughs> the original self is is that which is uh, omnipresent, the originating source of all life. Uh, the authentic self, or that that place uh, within us, uh, is a, which is a microcosm of the authentic self. It's just personified, where the authentic self has personified itself and individuated itself within each of us. Because the authentic self is uniquely individuated within you and me and every individual, the authentic self that we are, that place within us where that uh, the original self is individuated itself, makes every one of us unique and unlike any other human being on the planet. But what's important to understand is that while we, we are all d- divine emanations of the one, it in, embedded itself within each of us uniquely and individually so that it may reveal itself and experience itself in multitudes of ways. No two living things are exactly the same, and that's the reason why. The universe mm-hmm. is expanding, <laughs> and the the... the uh, each of us serves as that vessel through which, but more importantly, as which the unique one, capital O, experiences itself as life. Mm. It's so um, so amazing and and really consciousness expanding to even consider this. You know, how does the one, <laughs> which is unchanging um, and unmoving and un bounded and infinite how does it become <laughs> you know the those expressions you know which are uh, unique and individualized and at the same time you know remain um at the core the same you know within us all so you know i always like the the visual example one teacher gave of um uh, like a bouquet of balloons you know that that mm-hmm. all the balloons uh you know are a different color and you know sometimes now you can of course get those mickey mouse balloons or the happy birthday balloons mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get all different expressions you know of these balloons but you know inside uh, the air is just the same and, and so there, That's you know, a you good pop, analogy. I like isn't, isn't that a good one? You know, you pop the balloon and, you know, poof, um, there is just that same uh, reality that is revealed uh, within. But on the outside, you know, the, the covering is an individualized expression. And, and in, in yoga, you know, these these coverings uh, of the soul that make it possible for the one to express uniquely are, you know, called the koshas or the sheaths, um, you know, which are the coverings of the mind and the body and, and so on and so forth. Um, so in a way that's, um, that's similar, but anyway, it leaves us with this dilemma, you know, of, you know, how do we um, know that truth of what we are, and then express that in the world in the unique way, um, you know, that we are, are really charged with or, you know, that we've been, you know, that we have incarnated to do. And, and we know um, that people have been trying to discover how to do that, you know, for ages and uh, I, I love the um, the the saying from the Tao Te Ching that you know the great way is easy, but people prefer the side paths. Yeah, <laughs> so, we complicate it. <laughs> yeah. So you know why why do you think it is so difficult for people to you know know the truth of their being and and then this whole idea of to authentically be who you are you know why why is that difficult? I think it's difficult because. From the day we were born, see, for me, the the, the whole I, the whole journey, the so, the sojourn, if we were, perhaps we can refer to it as a pilgrimage. The point of this book is that I, I want to take each person back to that unique moment that that's, that moment that they were born, the, the the moment they occupied a human skin before it became covered with all kinds of labels, and the, and the human condition began to shape it and create uh, this unreality about it that covers over that that divine self. Um, It it just, uh, the world has 
has uh, tried very hard to convince us that we are something other than the truth of who we are. We've been we've been seduced into the, the sensory experience of believing that our conditions are that which defines us, and we go unconscious. Um, and it's a, it's an eternal quest to come back to the awareness of the truth of who we are. That's why the spiritual path is is such a unique and powerful practice, and yet so many people avoid it or fall away from it because it takes work. It requires tremendous mindfulness to come back to the truth of who we are and live from that place when the world around us does not support us in that. Mm, It's true. It's true, isn't it? And, you know, we have this mechanism, of course, within us, which is... um, you know, our tendency to um, identify um, what we are with the body and the mind. You know, that that's what allows the world to influence us. So, because, you know, it's our, it's our own tendency to, to sleepwalk um, and to identify with, um, you know, the... the self as as the body as the roles we play um you know as uh how we've always been seen you know how we've done so we you know we have that tendency to identify that way and so you know in a sense we use uh other people you know as our our props for that <laughs> you know in terms of uh what they reflect back to us and so it's sort of a vicious um uh cycle in that um so how do we, you know, drop out of that? You know, how do we let go of, you know, as you talk about in your book, you know, living on the surface of things and come back to the depths of, you know, who we really are and, you know, free ourselves from that um, identifying um, with roles and so on and so forth? Well, for me, the... The practice is as simple as and as difficult as mindfulness. If you can think of, you know, we talk about living on the surface of life, and if, if in your mind's eye you can draw a horizontal line and then draw a vertical line that intersects with it, most of us are, are from the day we're born, we're taught to live on that horizontal line, which is uh, the linear aspect of life that has a, a, a past, a present, and a future. And the problem is most of us are spending... Our, our, while our body's always present moment, our minds are oftentimes out in front of us or behind us. So mindfulness is that, and as I know you know, that practice of bringing your mind back into your body. And that's when you have the opportunity, if you're conscious, to take that vertical dive down uh, to the core of your being where that authentic self, you know, was imbued within us and we carry it within us and to remember that it is there and it's it's always been there just that we're unconscious of it and to bring an awareness of that self back to the surface of life the horizontal life and live mindfully in that awareness that it's essentially it's about bringing our being capital b into our doing mm-hmm. and that's just a practice of, of living consciously in every moment that we're not defined by the conditions around us, you know. We were taught from the day we were born to live from the outside in rather than inside out. Mm -hmm. And that's really what the spiritual journey is about, you know, is coming to discover how we can live from the inside out rather than the outside in, you know, not being the effect of conditions around us, but to be uh, empowered um, to live from within. And, you know, I think... um, you know, there are several disciplines that, in a sense, provide the ground for the kind of conscious living that you're talking about, um, you know, becoming more aware in the moment so that we can just, you know, reconnect with the depths of our being and remember, really, the religious traditions, you know, call that a kind of metanoia or, you know, re- returning and, and remembering but you know i find that it's necessary to have a ground that keeps the body and mind a little more tuned otherwise you know it's like having the radio blasting so loud all the time that that you miss those moments 
So um, when we come back um, from the break, let's talk about maybe a little bit about that ground of practice and also what these redefining moments are. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with guest Dennis Merritt-Jones, and his website is DennisMerrittJones.com. And we'll be right back from the break looking at how any moment can be an opportunity to redefine ourselves. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. You have a coach in your corner, a life coach that is. Like a coach in sports, a life coach can help you set clear goals and develop the confidence and tools you need to achieve them. Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesdays at 3 p.m. for Vibrant Living on Unity Online Radio. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to help make your life more focused, more meaningful, and more vibrant. Do you have a specific issue or topic you'd like to discuss with Coach Carla? Call in toll-free Tuesdays at 3 p.m. during Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the You're listening to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to The Yoga Hour. Welcome back to The Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien, and I am joined today by Dennis Merritt-Jones. And um, we're drawing from his latest book called Your Redefining Moments, Becoming Who You Were Born to be. And in this segment, we're going to take a look at how we can use any moment in our lives to consciously cultivate a more expansive and truthful sense of self and, and also look at um, some of the practices that help us um, have more opening to those moments because every moment is really rich with the opportunity to awaken, to see deeply into the truth of our being, the nature of reality itself, and then seeing that, knowing that, consciously choose to bring that light of what we are into the moment and live fully. And Dennis, in this book you've written, um, you know, this is really the theme moving throughout it about how um, this opportunity is there for us in every moment. You know, it isn't just a, a big thing that happens. So tell us about um, what what you see as redefining moments. 
Well, we have, you know, from the day we were born, as I said, we've, we've been defined so much by the labels that have been put on us, the, even by our past experiences and the people from the day we were born. We had other people telling us who we were and slapping all kinds of labels on us, literally from the moment we were born with our gender and ethnicity and the name and social security number and, you know, uh, labels that, that continue to get stacked on us year after year. Tall, short, fat, pretty, ugly, smart, dumb, you know, all these amazing things that put us in a box. In a redefining moment, any moment can be a redefining moment because within the moment, if you're con- – see, and here's the, here's the point. You've got to be conscious and present in the moment because if you are, within any moment, any experience – lies the opportunity to be changed by what we see if we're willing to look in the right direction and experience in that moment that deeper self. The redefining moment is, is that which can indelibly etch an imprint on our mind and our heart of who we see in that moment that shapes who we will be in the future. Mm. So redefining moments offer us the opportunity literally to perpetually reinvent ourselves as long as we live in a human skin, these opportunities are going to present them to us, uh, themselves to us every moment of every day. So every moment has a possibility of being a redefining moment when we use the opportunity to look more deeply into, take that vertical plunge and look more deeply into the authentic self and learn how to actualize it in our daily lives. And the practice is to remember that when you look within and you, you take time to go back to that sacred essence, that being that you were the moment you were born, you realize that you're something so profoundly larger than yourself. Mm-hmm. You see, this is the melding of the, the unique individuated self with the original self. Mm-hmm. As an example, if, if I may. Sure. That one of the, the most profound redefining moments I have ever had in my life was the day that my daughter, who's now 30 years old, was born. And I stood there in the delivery room, and the doctor placed her in my arms. And, you know, I had gone into the delivery room with all kinds of labels already slapped on this this kid. (laughs) Uh, and, And myself, okay, you know, a father, you know, protector, provider, future softball coach, you know, all, all the, the, the things that I had begun to already put boundaries on the relationship between her and I and who she was and who I was as a person in her life. And then in that moment, I looked into her eyes. <laughs> and as I looked into her eyes, I gazed into that amazing presence that t- reminded me that in that sacred moment I was sharing something an awareness of something larger than myself and mm-hmm. larger than her that mm-hmm. we were being brought on that together in that moment to experience and share uh, and it, it's it's about bringing from within the awareness that you're part of something so much larger than yourself and when you can live in the awareness of that sacred presence, it alters everything. And so when I left that, that delivery room that day, I left a changed person. Something moved within me where I had a realization that this child showed up in my life to share an experience together of something larger than ourselves. And thank goodness she has been grown up in an environment and consciousness that she lives such a sacred life. Because of the awareness that she is larger than something uh, that that she sees in the mirror, mm-hmm. and so a, a redefining moment can be any moment that takes us play back to that place where we are consciously aware of our connection to the all, to the to the one, and to and to bring that forward in a way that it, it alters how we live from that moment forward. That's a redefining moment. And they don't always have to be, you know, redefining moments can be, can be beautiful, blissful things like that, or they can be also challenging things that give us mm-hmm. a chance to stop and take that inward plunge and reconnect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what a beautiful description, Dennis. And I, I, just, I just kind of had this um, visual, you know, in my mind as you were talking about it. It's kind of like um, all the scales falling away from your eyes <laughs> mm-hmm. and 
you know, all the, all the ways that, you know, you had thought it would be just falling away and opening up to, um, this possibility. And really it's the mystery, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just the unknown and it's a willingness to, um, be right out there on the edge of life, you know, without defining how it's going to be. I mean, you're talking about, um, redefining, but in a sense, you're talking about undefining, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It really is. It's peeling away all the labels. And the more labels we can pull away, the, the more clearly we live in, in, in awareness of the absolute. And there's no boundaries around that. And we literally merge in everything we be. Everything we do becomes a sacred experience because we're conscious of of being presenced in the one, and everything begins to become uh, uh, sacred, and and life becomes full of reverence if you're conscious of that, and it changes our experience. It doesn't. It's really a beautiful experience, and it it's um, a way of you know I think of it as mm, touching in, and then being able to follow the the inner light, you know, the trajectory of the self um, within us. Um, but I think we've also touched on, you know, in the first segment we were talking about, well, why is this sometimes difficult for people? And, um, you know, when you talk about living the mystery and being open, um, you know, beyond what we know, beyond what we've already experienced, um, that can be a little unsettling um, for people, um, you know, because we're used to hanging on to our roles and, you know, defining, um, you know, how it's going to be. And I, and I think of you with your daughter and, you know, today, uh, you know, one of the worst things I think that we see with kids is that, you know, parents have begun to define every moment with them, right? You know, the, we have these kids who are so scheduled, you know, from the time they get out of school, they're doing this and they're doing that. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of space for being. And um, so I, I think that, you know, part of it is that willingness to live in a bigger space of uncertainty. But to do that, we, we really need, uh, I think, a ground. We need, we need to be more comfortable with, as you say, you know, being in that sacred um, awareness. And um, that takes discipline. You know, in, in yoga and in Kriya Yoga, we have three core practices that are, you know, self-discipline, which is doing what we know is in harmony with the truth of our being. Mm-hmm. And that moment you described, you know, was exactly that. <laughs> this is letting go and just being fully present. And another practice we have is called self-study, our inquiry into the nature of reality and then also it's inquiry into our own experience you know really witnessing it and observing it instead of you know living on the surface of it and the last one the last core practice is surrender you know letting go of the sense that we're separate from the source you know coming back and remembering so um I think that our willingness to live in this mystery in this bigger space requires us to use um, all of these tools. So let's start with the first one. You know, how do you see discipline um, as being an important part of this process? Well, discipline has to wrap itself around faith. (laughs) Mm. Uh, One of the, the practices, you know, you talk about intentional living. Uh, with discipline to to bring yourself to to living in that sacred presence. For me, it's consciously, part of my discipline is to consciously take time to explore the depths of the self intentionally, uh, as well as I train myself to, to try to be in that place even during the day when I'm out and about doing whatever it is I'm doing. But we have to discover that those parts of ourself that we had no idea were there, which means plumbing the depths below the surface, below all the labels, below all the conditions. And for me, the practice is silence, mm-hmm. is to, to find space every day to create silence. Actually, the truth is you don't have to create silence because it's always there. Mm-hmm. Silence is, is wherever we are, even in Grand Central Station. It's, silence is being covered over 
by all these different noises that are all, fun, you know, for the most part, man-made. But when we strip away those layers that cover silence and we allow ourselves to be presenced in silence, just the discipline of doing that is a, like a direct line to the authentic self, to that, that place where all possibilities, all potential for living a deeper, more fully uh, evolved and in, in, uh, enriched life lives. So the practice of silence to me is one of the disciplines that is essential. It is, and it does take discipline, doesn't it? I mean, to carve out, you know, against the the din of noise and activity and distraction, um, it it takes discipline um, to have a regular practice of meditation or, you know, cultivating the silence as you describe it. And... I think that what happens, at least what I've noticed in my own practice, is that the deeper I go in meditation and with that core practice, the more um, spaciousness there is in my consciousness throughout the day um, mm-hmm. to return. And, you know, it's, um, it, it, it happens by itself. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, it's an, um, it is stimulated by that uh, immersion that we do, you know, first thing in the day. And then, um, you know, we we sort of naturally return there throughout the day. But you I know, think, with, I was just going to say, I think without that practice, it doesn't really happen. No, but but you can teach yourself to bring that practice with you into your doing. It's it's a, it's it's about consciously bringing your being that the conscious awareness of, of that place that's, that arises from the deepest place within you into your linear life. And for me, uh, I've I, I, the practice of silence I carry with me through the day in my car when I'm driving. I very seldom have music on the radio. I'm I'm driving in silence. Even when I'm driving with my wife, we mm-hmm. love sharing silence together Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i can stand be standing in the bank line uh you know waiting for to get to the teller and i can find a place within me to experience silence irrespective of what's going on around me and i know that when i'm coming from that place of silence i i'm I'm mainlining if you will (laughs) directly (laughs) to source Mm -hmm. and it shows up by means of my words my actions and how i treat people and that's when life becomes a sacred experience Boy, it does, and you know, I think it. Um, you know, when when we you're describing, you know, what it's like to live from the inside out, and mm-hmm. it it you know with this heightened awareness, you know, then I think we we find ourselves frequently um, at at what has been called, you know, being at the, at the right place at the right time. <laughs> Because, you know, we're, we're tuned in and, you know, we're being uh, continually uh, guided um, from, from within and we, and we can perceive that guidance. Um, I just want to say, you know, before we go too much further into the, the disciplines of this, um, you know, how, what prepares us, you know, to live uh, a, a deeper life, uh, intersecting, as you say, those vertical and horizontal planes. I just want to say that, you know, I, I've known you for, for many years, um, and I've watched you um, do this. <laughs> and so, you know, it's really wonderful. And, um, you know, in terms of you coming out with a book about, you know, redefining, you know, I've, I've seen you redefine your life in really big ways, um, you know, freeing yourself from, you know, old, uh, roles that were good, but, you know, knowing that it was time, you know, to move on and make a change. And, um, that's just so powerful. Uh, Dennis, you know, you, you've made big leaps and, uh, and I know to do that and to do it successfully as you've done, um, you have to have that foundation. And so, uh, you know, I don't know if there's more that you can say about that, but, um, I just, I've been moved, you know, and inspired watching this trajectory from afar of how you're, um, you know, stepping into uh, a new life. And you, you've done that you're very many kind. times. Thank you. <laughs> what, what, I, what I've discovered from myself is that 
as long as I stay teachable, I realize there's more to know about knowing more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And by staying teachable, I mean being present and open to every experience that comes to me has a lesson in it. Every experience has a lesson in it. If I'm willing to be open to it and receive it rather than reject it and push it away, and one of the, the the practices that has helped me, I think, have a more intimate relationship with that deeper self is, uh, you know, we talked about self-inquiry uh, in, in the book. There's a whole section on self-inquiry and what an important practice that is because it, what it does is it removes the layers upon layers of labels and, and the things that up until now have defined who you think you are. And if you're willing to do self-inquiry consciously, courageously, and peel away the layers, what you find is rather profound and life-changing if you're Mm. willing to embrace it. Mm. And, you know, sometimes I suspect it shows up as, you know, um, doing um, what we're doing, but, you know, in a deeper, um, um, more profound way. And sometimes it shows up as a, as a life change. Um, but either way, um, it's, it's showing up with the fullness of our being. Um, we're talking about redefining moments in life and becoming who we are born to be with Dennis Merritt Jones. His website is dennismerrittjones.com and we'll be right back with you. I'm Dr. Tom Shepard, host of Let's Talk About It on Unity Online Radio. In my studies of world religions, I've repeatedly encountered two central spiritual questions. How do we make sense of life, and how do we live it more successfully? You're invited to explore these two questions with me in my new book, The Many Faces of Prayer, How the Human Family Meets Its Spiritual Needs. You'll be amazed at the remarkable ways people have learned to pray to their gods and to celebrate life individually and as communities of faith. Learn more at unitybooks.org. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at the Yoga Hour at UnityOnlineRadio.org and we will respond. Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Yogacharya O'Brien and I'm talking today with Dennis Merritt Jones. Uh, author of a new book, Your Redefining Moments, Becoming Who You Were Born to Be. And we've been talking throughout the program about um, bringing being into doing. And um, so, you know, of course, this is the, the work that we, we all want to do and need to do. So it, it's really bringing um, our life together as whole, you know, so it's not that we're um, having our morning meditation and we're being, and then we're going off to work or whatever we're doing and, you know, doing, um, but this is about how to bring those 
together so that the core of our being shines a light onto our doing. And uh, we've been talking about disciplines that form a foundation for this. And Dennis mentioned, you know, daily um, cultivation of silence, whether in your um, meditation practice or just, you know, when you're out in the world intending to be in that meditative consciousness, driving your car or standing in line at the grocery, whatever you're doing, having that uh, intention to bring your being into doing. And then, of course, we talked a little bit about self-inquiry, um, you know, really examining um, and being open to um, what we can discover within. And the last of the three practices that uh, I mentioned in the last segment is surrender or letting go of the sense that we're separate from the source. But surrender can take lots of forms, Um and, you know, at its heart, it's just kind of letting go. And so, Dennis, what do you see um, as uh, what do we need to let go of, you know, to fulfill who who we have come here to be or what we have come here to be? There, there's a, ch- a full chapter in this book called Rocking the Boat. <laughs> and the, the, the theme of that chapter is we have to let go of our need to be loved and approved of by other people. Oh, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry about that. And, well, you know, we, we have this culturally in, inculcated need to fit in. You know, we want to, everybody wants to fit in. They want to, they want to be loved and they want to be appreciated and accepted. And too often what happens is when we, when, we tr- when we try to fit in, what we're doing is reshaping who we are to, uh, I use the example of a, a jigsaw puzzle. If you imagine looking at a jigsaw puzzle and there's the picture of your, your, your beautiful life is almost complete, but there's one piece missing, and that's you. But in order for you to fit into that, what you I- idealize is the picture uh, of your life, you have to reshape who you are to fit that pre-created space for the, that one piece of the puzzle. But in, in reshaping who you are to fit into the picture of life, you're reconforming yourself to other people's needs and, and desires. And when you do that, you sacrifice a little bit of your divine nature yourself. So to, def- to discern the difference between fitting in and belonging is huge. You know, mm-hmm. When we fit in, we're required to alter who we are in order to to become part of something, including other people's lives or their approval. Whereas when we choose to belong, we realize that we're bringing the wholeness of who we are to to wherever we are, whatever we're doing, with, who, who, with whomever we're uh, experiencing life with in that moment, with the awareness that we're bringing the whole self with us, which enriches the group or whoever we're with, rather than sacrificing and leaving a part of our whole self out of us, out of the need to fit in. Sometimes that requires rocking the boat and gaining dis- other d- other people's disapproval, mm-hmm. and that's a tough one because we're addicted to to having other people love us and agree with us and like us. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> part of this journey is is discerning who you are and, and making it clear that uh, you may have to find some new places to hang out if you're not allow- being allowed to to bring the authentic self you are into uh, your daily life. And, you know, that is such a profound um, piece of this work, you know, that you've touched on that. And, and it has to do with, you know, as I was speaking in the first segment of the program today about the error that we make of identifying our core self, that which we truly are, with um, the externals, you know, the roles that we play, Um or the body mind identity. And so when, you know, when we, when we really look at this, um, there, there can be, uh, an unraveling, um, of, you know, that frees us from, you know, trying to have other people understand us or approve of us. Um, because the hook that's there, you know, the deep hook is that, you know, that, you know, we're thinking that's who we really are. You know, that's why we want that, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why we want it because it feels like, and you know, if it's a really deep, deep 
thing for us. It can feel like our whole existence is at stake um, around that approval, around that love, around that understanding. But that is not our existence. <laughs> you know, that's our identification with the false self. And when we see yeah. through that, that is definitely a redefining moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of people define themselves by the things that they have. Beautiful mm-hmm. house, beautiful car, strong, beautiful body, you know, titles and things like that. When you strip all those things away, you know, which are all a, a, a attached to a sense of external power, and you strip all those things away and you realize that that's not who you are, even including your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people define themselves by their body? When you let go of that idea that you're your body, you free yourself to live from a totally different place. And it's very liberating and very pow- empowering. And, you know, just just realizing, of course, that all those things that are external to what we really are, um, they drop away at some point in time anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's, it's better um, to, to be proactive about it. Um, you know, when we're... Um, there is, you know, we're, we've been talking about how there is these moments of, of deep connection that occur. And, and I think that when that happens, there is, you know, what we would call grace, um, occurring, you know, this supportive influence of, of life that's there all the time, but it becomes operant and visible to us in those moments. So how do you see, uh, grace and how do you see it connected to this, um, redefining moments? Well, I, I see grace as, as the self-givingness of, of the beloved to itself. <laughs> and and when we allow ourselves to enter God's grace or, or the grace of the universe, or however you want to refer to it, I see it that we are surrendering the lesser unto the greater and that we experience the, the divine moving through us as us, using us as the vessel through which it, it flows and expresses. Grace is just allowing ourselves to merge with the flow of life and trusting it and knowing that there's an infinite intelligence that put us here and that it's put us here for a purpose and that's so we we may, as soul beings, evolve ourselves into a larger idea in the process, realizing that as we move through life as these soul beings, gathering these uh, amazing soul-expanding experiences, we leave in our wake when we leave this planet, the planet a better place. That's mm-hmm. living in God's grace. That's living in that profound sense of grace. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful explanation, and it's a wonderful way for us to uh, conclude this morning, thinking about how each of us uh, living our authentic self, um, connecting with those moments that are opening uh, into the larger reality, um, is part of the whole evolutionary process uh, on the planet. It's been such a joy to share this yoga hour with you, Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for coming back. It's been my pr- pleasure and privilege. Thank you. And I just want to remind our uh, listeners today that <clears throat> you can learn more about uh, Dennis's work and um, his new book and his others at DennisMerrittJones.com. And you can also um, tune in to another program with Dennis um, that you can find in the archives here uh, at uh, Unity Online. And that's a Yoga Hour program from December uh, 8th, 2011, Living the Questions, Befriending Uncertainty with an Open Heart. Uh, Join us next week for Living the Divine Song, the Bhagavad Gita, and how as a How to Live Handbook. And I'll be speaking with um, Brahmachari Prabodh Chaitanya um, for that one. And I want to let you know that Dennis will be conducting a workshop at Center for Spiritual Enlightenment this summer on July 13th, Practicing the Power of Presence. For more information about CSE and to register for that program with Dennis, you can visit csecenter.org. Remember to subscribe to the Yoga Hour through iTunes and let your friends know about it so we can um, share this light uh, all over the place. I look forward to being with you next week. And until then, remember to let your inner light shine into the world and to consciously share that light, that peace, that joy 
with all that you meet. Bye, everyone. Bye, Dennis. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Yogacharya Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. If I were brave, I'd walk the races where fools and dreamers dare to tread and never lose faith. How is life working for you? Would it be okay with you if life got easier, simpler, yet more meaningful and vibrant? Join certified life coach Carla McClellan Tuesday afternoons for Vibrant Living. Each week, Coach Carla and her guests will share strategies and solutions designed to make your life more vibrant. Is there something in your life you'd like help with? A dream you'd like to achieve? A relationship you'd like to improve? Call into the show toll-free for Coaching with Carla. That's Vibrant Living, Life Coaching with Carla, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. What if we're all meant to do what we secretly dream? Inspiration only takes a moment. If you are able to safely turn your attention away from the demands of your activities, quiet your mind and affirm. There is a divine plan at work in my life. I now relax, let go, and let it unfold. Listen attentively, inwardly, without projecting any thoughts about what you think should happen or be experienced. Become as a child, trusting and receptive to the guidance of spirit within. This meditative moment, adapted from Mary Cupferly's God Will See You Through, is brought to you by Unity. What is the key to happiness? Would you like to find the fountain of youth? How about all the money and love that you could handle? Well, my friends, it is there for you. You just need to strip off the false beliefs that keep your divine inheritance from being attracted into your life. You need to be real. Be vulnerable. Be naked. What are you waiting for? Let's get naked. This transformational program with Reverend Heidi Alfrey is an invitation to explore and remove the blocks that keep you from emotional freedom. Listen to Heidi and her revealing guests as they embrace the power of spiritual nakedness as a guaranteed way to live an authentic and transparent life. Expose yourself to your greatness on Mondays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Let's get naked. No dress code required. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You gotta get rid of your butt. It's bigger than it would appear. It hinders your forward movement when you keep bringing up the rear. At Metaphysical Romp 2, we demystify metaphysics to help you live life at a deeper level. One of our key principles is the recognition that you always have the power to choose how you respond to any situation. Instead of asking, why did this happen to me? 
A better practice, which aligns with the metaphysical principles we share, is to ask yourself the question, how can I use this for good? We promise you'll experience a transformation in thinking that will reap huge dividends as you master the art of living metaphysically. For new perspective and spiritual insight, listen to Metaphysical Romp 2 with co-hosts Rev. Paul Hasselbeck, Rev. Bill Holton, and Rev. Cher Holton. Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time, here on Unity Online Radio. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash divine 2022 